This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a two-part interview with the Minister of Agriculture. David Merritt discusses yesterday's announcement of tax initiatives to encourage more expansion of the farm economy. We also talk with him about bird flu, an impending storm in the southeast, and the ongoing war in Ukraine and possible shortages of farm inputs. Real Agriculture discusses pests and predators for this coming growing season, a discussion of beneficial insects. APAS releases a major discussion paper on the next federal-provincial farm support system. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan government has announced enhanced tax incentives to expand the farm economy. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the value-added agriculture incentive tax rebate and increases in the technology startup incentive tax credit are aimed at attracting major investment to Saskatchewan. It's important for us, you know, the ag industry in this province is the industry, Jim, and what we do is try and find ways that we can encourage companies and investment to come to the province of Saskatchewan. And obviously the Saskatchewan Technical Startup Incentive is one way to do it. And also the Saskatchewan Value Added uh, Incentive is another one. So we put these programs in place and obviously it's helped attract some big investment coming to the province of Saskatchewan. In the Saskatchewan Value Added Incentive, you look at that side of it and Last year, we saw announcements from uh, Richardson International with their doubling their capacity in Yorkton, Federated Co-op partnering with uh, AGT here in Saskatchewan with, uh, you know, $2 billion, and Cargill making an announcement as well with a $350 million crush facility. So those are just some of the examples and Viterra's announcement as well. So we see those types of uh, investments. Redleaf Pulp is another one. So we just look at the opportunities for these companies to invest and value add to the ag sector and obviously what it does is improve the bottom line for producers where they will capture a higher value for their product. Outline the incentives for me. Well the incentives are uh, you know for the Saskatchewan value added incentive it starts at 15 percent tax credit up to uh, projects it starts at 10 million and it's up to 400 million. Anything over 400 million gets a 30 percent credit on on the portion above the 400 up to 600 million and anything over 600 million gets a 40% on what is ever over the 600 million. So, and obviously the dollar value is capped at 250 million dollars. So we just see it as a, an incentive for industry to invest here. Obviously, if they didn't invest here, we wouldn't have any opportunity for job creation and also creating a you know higher value for the farmers uh, on their product as well. So that's why we've done. That's why we've layered it and done it that way, Jim. And you see, these have been effective. Well, it looks like they have. I mean, obviously, the companies are making business decisions based on 
a lot of factors. Product availability is one, but also how can they uh, get a return on their investment and how does it work? And uh, we look at it that way that if they're not investing in this province, then we've lost them. So at least we look at them and they're looking at these as long-term deals. These are obviously projects that are going to, in their, in their probably in their estimation, is going to be, you know, uh, 30 to 50 year projects. So we look at it as an opportunity for the population growth, job creation, and a higher return for the farmers for their product at the end of the day. And that's really what it's all about, to grow our uh, our growth strategy to get us to 2030, where we want to see canola crush at 75%. And uh, when these facilities all come on uh, stream, we will have hit that target of 75% of the production in the province of Saskatchewan being crushed right here. So that's where we're looking at, and we see opportunity in the value add. Obviously, in job creation, also uh, generates revenue to the province as well. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Coming up, he discusses the impact of the impending spring storm on seeding, seeding supplies, and avian flu concerns. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. And also brought to you by Prairie Co-op. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is advising residents of southeast Saskatchewan to be prepared for a major spring storm. The weather office says it could be the worst snowstorm in many years in the southeast over the next couple days. Merritt cautions rural residents to be ready for the weather. I just want everybody to be careful out there, and I'm sure everybody is well prepared for it. Uh, I know even over in, uh, in my area where uh, we have farmed, we're, you know, they're predicting 15 to 20 centimeters of snow as well. So some parts of the province will welcome it because of the moisture need. Other parts are probably have, have a significant amount. I know some parts in the southeast have got lots of snow. They're going to obviously see more. So, you know, we always seem to get these spring storms, Jim. You know, like you say, the southwest got one, you know, a week ago and in some parts of it, and we can hope that other parts that didn't get uh, some moisture will get some. But we just ask everybody to, you know, be careful out there and be mindful of what could happen here in the next few days. Do you think it could delay spring seeding much? Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure it will. It depends on, you know, on the accumulation and what happens. I guess if you look at the long-range forecast and if the temperature warms up significantly, it, obviously if the snow comes, it'll go quickly. Uh, which could cause some uh, concerns as well. So, you know, in some parts, you know, we're the first part of April, usually uh, in in the eastern part of the province and, and other parts in the northern parts, we don't start until May. I know the southwest is usually going, you know, by mid-April and, and into that area. So it's probably going to cause some delays, more so maybe because of the temperature too, Jim, for, you know, for the ground to warm up and for the snow to melt off. On another topic, uh, there's been one, at least one wild bird found with avian flu in the province at El Rose. Is this much of a concern? Well, I mean, obviously, we're reaching out to all the, you know, the bird producers here in the province just to, to make sure that they're being cautious about it. Uh, it was detected in a wild bird, as most of the public do know that. So don't, we just want to make sure that the, you know, the bird producers are keeping their, their flocks, uh, you know, away from any opportunity to contact from outside source. So our ministry officials have been reaching out, just making sure and checking with them that, you know, everything is okay and uh, making sure that they're taking the uh, the right precautions, Jim. As we approach spring seeding, have you heard of any problems with uh, fertilizer supplies or uh, other inputs? I, you know, I have reached out to a few. I haven't reached out to a lot, Jim, but I have reached out to a few just and asked them that very question. And the ones that I have talked to said they've got their fertilizer on site, you know, on their farm. I haven't heard any negative ones yet. I'm sure there might be some, 
but I, I personally haven't heard of them yet, Jim. But as I say, I have talked to a few, as a matter of fact, even yesterday, and they have their fertilizer uh, on farm. The war in Ukraine seems to be grinding on. Your thoughts as Ukrainian farmers are supposed to be starting seeding any any day now, I guess. Yeah, actually, they you know, uh, mid-April, uh, mid to end April is when they're getting going. Uh, obviously, we're very concerned for the people of Ukraine, and we actually have a MLA colleague is over there in, in Germany now. And, you know, we're we're concerned about the crop being put in. There's, there's, there's so many aspects to it, Jim, not only the crop getting in, but also at some point, you know, product getting out. So it's obviously causing concern for here uh, just on what's going to happen on in the food chain and supply. So um, we're, our, our hearts are with the people of Ukraine and the farmers there too. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I am super excited about the fact that we're launching a new season of the Pest and Predator podcast. We've been doing it for a couple of years on realagriculture.com. We've got a new season coming. I've really enjoyed doing all these interviews, talking to entomologists from across the country about some of these beneficial insects that are essentially their field heroes. They're working for you for free. And joining me right now to talk about the upcoming season is Dr. John Gevzlowski. He's an entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. John, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Sean? I'm doing great. I should say that uh, this Pest and Predator podcast is brought to you by Field Heroes, powered by the Western Grain Research Foundation. Visit fieldheroes.ca to learn how beneficial insects can benefit your farm. So, John, let's talk about Pest and Predator podcast. What can listeners expect to hear uh, in the upcoming Season 3? Yeah, so uh, Pest and uh, Predators podcast, there are a series of interviews with entomologists from across the prairies and we're talking about pests and predators that are common in Western Canada. And we, we bring you the latest information on pests that you may encounter in your fields and the beneficial insects that help to control them. And uh, each episode features a different entomologist on a different topic. And new this year will be one of my colleagues talking about spiders, an often underappreciated group of predators. And listeners will also learn about the roles that beneficial insects can play in their fields and ways to protect them, and some scouting tips. Yeah, love it. Uh, you know what, I, I love geeking out on uh, insects. We have learned so much over the past two, two seasons, and I'm looking forward to season three. So, John, from your perspective as an entomologist, why are we doing this series? So the main purpose is to increase awareness with growers and the crop advisors of the presence and value of beneficial insects in Western Canadian fields. And we also want to relate professional research and observations to what a grower could encounter in their fields. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the Western Grains Research Foundation is the sponsor for the Pest and Predator podcast. Let's talk about their involvement. Give us some details. Yeah, so uh, the podcasts are sponsored by Western Grains Research Foundation. Uh, they've sponsored the Field Heroes Initiative since uh, 2017. And as an entomologist, it's good to have... Uh, Western Grains Research Foundation supporting projects like Field Heroes because this helps us um, raise awareness of beneficial insects and get our research into the hands of crop advisors and farmers. 
Yeah, and we're going to be publishing the episodes regularly. Give us the details and when they're going to come live. Yeah, so the podcast will be coming out bi-weekly on Tuesdays. They'll be starting on April 19th, and the last episode will be aired on June 28th. And we've timed the podcast strategically uh, to help uh, farmers and uh, agronomists with their insect scouting efforts throughout the growing season. Yeah, John, as we've gone through all of these different beneficial insects, the one thing that I have realized is how shallow my knowledge of was was the number of beneficial insects that there are and well what and also how cool the stories are <laughs> you know we're, we're going to learn uh, about aphid uh, an aphid milkshake that's one of the ones i know that we're going to talk about but you know i i actually thought there was like a handful like a small amount of beneficial insects when you really got down to it but we're talking about a wide array of things that are happening inside the canopy with beneficials that uh, are really, really cool to become aware of. Yeah, the reality is there's more beneficials than there are potential pest insects. And uh, some of the groups of beneficials are humongous. Uh, ground beetles, it's just under a thousand species in Canada that we've got, and that's just the one group. Um, there's a lot of them. They do a lot of cool things. They're often, um, sometimes they're not as visible as some of the pests are, but they're there and they're doing their job. And as you mentioned at the very beginning, they're your free farm labor. So um, we want to use them to our advantage to the best of our abilities and uh, try to preserve them and help them out the best we can. Yeah, that's always a part of the discussion is how do we protect these free workers as they uh, do that work for us inside that canopy. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, 60% chance of light snow. Wind north 30, gusting to 50. The high, minus 5. 2 centimeters of snow tonight, the low, minus 9. Wednesday, 5 to 10 centimeters of snow and blowing snow. Wind north 40, gusting to 60. The high, minus 6 Wednesday. The low, minus 8. Thursday, more snow. High, minus 8. The low, minus 12. Friday, periods of snow with a high, minus 8. The low, minus 11. Saturday, sunny. High, minus 5. The low, minus 8. Sunday, part the cloudy with 40% chance of flurries. The high, minus 1. The low, minus 8. Monday, sunny. The high, plus 3. Normal high for this date is 11 degrees. That's plus 11. The normal low is minus 3. The sun rose at 6.11 this morning. It sets at 7.47 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan, at minus 5 degrees. The cold spot up north, way north, Key Lake at minus 16. Esteban is minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 8. Swift Current, minus 10. Weyburn, minus 6. Yorkton is minus 7. Light snow in Regina, it's minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northeast, 22, gusting to 37. Humidity is 56%, the barometer rising, 102.1.
Light snow and moose jaw, minus 7. Winds are from the north at 28. Once again, Regina, light snow and minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan has released its discussion paper on the next farm policy framework. Task Force Chair Bill Probilski from Willowbrook, just west of Yorkton, says it's been presented to both the federal and provincial governments. For the most part, no, we're not suggesting any major changes to any of the programming for the upcoming next policy framework. Basically, just some uh, some tweaks to make the programs a little more responsive to farmers' needs. Um, uh, you know, cover off a little bit more of the risks that increased risks that farmers are facing and just hopefully make the, the, the programs um, a little more attractive to, to farmers' needs. Probilski outlined some improvements to agri-stability such as restoring margin coverage through participation and performance-based incentives. Well, what we're suggesting is uh, kind of like a, a claims-free discount on your home insurance. So if, if you go through a year without a claim, that means that whatever it is that you're doing to manage your farm's risk is is working. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that means you're less of a risk, and the following year you would be eligible for an increase in your coverage level. And as well, for every year that you participate in a program, you'd be in, increasing your compensation rate each year, up to a maximum of 85% coverage level and, a, and an 80% uh, compensation level. So just to kind of reward producers for prudent management of their farms. Probilski also proposes some changes around crop insurance. Right. So as it stands now, any, any private insurance indemnities are, uh, are not considered in that, in that uh, calculation. However, your, your crop insurance, because the government pays for a portion of the, of the uh, premiums on that insurance, they, they exclude that from the calculations, but as producers, we do pay for 40% of that uh, of that premium. So we felt that that portion of the indemnity should be should be exempted from that calculation as well. There's a call for increasing transparency and reduced complexity, especially for agri stability. He says the government already has much of the information through income tax and crop insurance. Probilski adds producers need support to be more predictable and provided in a more timely manner. Probilski adds new farmers also need some help. Yeah, absolutely. We know that young producers and and some foreign foreign people coming into the country are are kind of the future that are going to keep the agriculture industry strong. So, um, you know, as a new producer, they would likely not have any you know, any, any track record in, in uh, agri-stability programs or, or the agri-invest programs. So in a lot in a lot of cases, they'd be more, more leveraged, more risk, and 
just looking at ways to help those producers have programs in place that will help them mitigate some of that risk that they're taking on. Bill Perilski of Willowbrook is the chair of the APAS task force on the next policy framework. Come up, coming up, he talks about improvements needed to agri-invest. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Agriculture Producers Association of Saskatchewan has released its discussion paper on the next farm policy framework. In part two of the interview with Task Force Chair Bill Provilski from Willowbrook, he says Agri-Invest needs to be enhanced. Obviously, we would like to see, you know, expanded numbers right now. It's 1% of your annual net sales, which, you know, as, as farms are increasing, 1% of their annual net sales is, is quite a bit, but it's capped. It's capped. So the, the, the caps for you know, a lot of the producers now are, are fairly insignificant dollars that they're looking at. So, you know, we'd like to see those those caps extended and, uh, and the, what farmers can contribute to the program. We'd like to see that expanded as well. Um, we would like to see some of the calculations changed, particularly for the example of uh, the canola seed. When you're calculating uh, your net sales of canola, you subtract any canola seed that you purchase, but we all know that the the value of the actual canola seed in a bag of of uh, canola seed is is very low compared to the compared to the cost of the seed treatment and the technology use agreements that go along with that bag of seed. So we would like to see those types of costs removed from that calculation to truly reflect the value of of the seed that's being purchased and and like that calculation offset the the sales. Probilski says other areas of agri-invest could be improved as well. Yeah, I guess getting back to the the new entrants, the young producers that, uh, you know, we felt in order for them to be able to build up uh, some equity in their agri-invest accounts, if they were allowed to to contribute a little more, like at the three and a quarter percent of their annual net sales, just to put them in a position where their agri-invest account will build up a little quicker to be, uh, again, to help mitigate some of that increased risk for young producers. When it comes to agri-recovery, you'd like to see improved consistency and timeliness through monitoring systems. Well, for, for example, the, the drought payment this year, while it was greatly appreciated, had that program been announced earlier in the growing season, producers would have been able to you know, lock down some some uh, some prices on on hay before the before they went through the roof, and, and uh, so we felt that if if the programs were a little more based on some sort of matrix to say that you know okay if it doesn't rain if you don't get enough rain by you know pick a date whatever it is June first that that this, start looking at this program to kick in. A lot of producers knew by June 1st that they were going to be in trouble with terms of of their uh, feed supply because it hadn't rained. But this program didn't kick in until sometime in August. And again, while it was greatly appreciated, the, 
you know, the timeliness kind of kind of a little bit off. Brabilski is also calling for an increased focus on both recovery and prevention, particularly for water resources for livestock producers. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Freeze Tallman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 13.60 at 11.17.72. One red spring wheat gained 3.62 at 5.06.17. The rest were all unchanged. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat gained 10.5 cents at 11.52 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 12th. Butcher cattle have been selling well. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.92 cents to $1.06. D3 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.36. We had a barn burner of a sale here yesterday that will set the pace for sales everywhere for the rest of the week. For 50 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.35 and sold up to $2.48. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.33 and sold up to $2.48. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.45. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.18 and sold up to $2.34. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.14 and sold up to $2.33. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.24. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.03. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.45 and sold up to $1.74. Some of the highlights of the sale were two loads from the Browns out in Carryville. They had a load of 670 pound exotic steers at $2.25 a pound and a load of 780 pound exotic steers at $2.02 a pound. We also had reputation black Angus heifers from the Christopher out in yellow grass. They had a load of 720 pound heifers at $1.77 a pound and a load of 800 pound heifers that sold for $1,425 per head. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, two twenty one. Zero four per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. 4-H says over 5,900 youth have taken advantage of the two-year-old program Home Outreach Initiatives. The four main outreach initiatives this year provide youth with the opportunity to look at critical issues like poverty, health, education, and the environment. One of the initiatives is called Proud to Be a 4-H'er, centered on planting a pollinator-friendly garden, allowing youth to discover the vital role pollinators play in creating a sustainable food supply. A second initiative is called Powered Up and allows youth to explore alternative energy sources with an activity book and kit. Another new program is called Making a Splash, 
and guides youth through supporting a healthy water ecosystem. A fourth program is entitled Dig Into Soil, a learning experience for youth to discover how healthy soil contributes to addressing climate change. The 4-H at-home outreach initiatives are available to all and can be downloaded free of charge at 4hcanada.ca slash 4-H at home. On the markets, the TSX is up 19 points to 21,809. The Dow has risen 101 points to 34,409. Oil has gained $6.30 at $100.59 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 14 hundredths of a cent at 79.29 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.